welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Dwell here, dwell here. Come on, church, say that. Move whatever, move whatever's in your way, and whatever, whatever. Come on, Redeemer, say it. Come on, dwell here. Oh, dwell here. That's right. Say, move whatever, move whatever's in your way. And whatever, whatever took you. One more time, Redeemer, come on. Dwell. Lord, won't you dwell? Woo, yes, sir. Sing, move, move whatever's in your And whatever. One more time, say. Dwell here. Oh, Whatever. our theme, that's our prayer. That's what the Lord is saying to us, to pray to him. Sometimes debris gets in the way, you know, some debris like in our lives. And we've dug a really deep well before the anointing. To, you know, we've, we've moved all the things that needed to be out of the way. But sometimes our lives have allowed for the river to flow to the point where debris has started to block. And we've not had our eyes open because we've gotten so used to the flow of God's spirit gotten used to the fact that the water's now trickling. It's no longer flowing. It's now trickling. But there's still water, but it's not, you know, it's it's not at the, the speed that we once and it's not the depth that it once was. And all we have to do is say, still here. 
here, but we know our relationship's not the same. We're still in relationship, but the relationship's not, it's not the same. We don't talk to you like we used to talk to you. We don't read like we used to read. We don't, we're not in the depth of, we're still in relationship, but it's not, it's not the same. Because something's got between your soul and your, and your Savior. But God wants to dwell here again. It's not like he left. I'm not saying that he left. He wants to allow for the river of the anointing to flow from this place again with no blockages. I wish I had a church. I really do. I really do. He wants the river of the anointing to flow from this place with no blockages. With everybody and everything out of God's way. So our prayer is that God, you move whatever's in your way. Move whoever is in your way. Holy Jesus. I don't know that I'll preach today. <laughs> move whatever's in your way. Move whoever's in your way. Whatever has taken your place, whomever has taken your place, we relinquish our hold on the anointing. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Whatever. standing read for the reading of the word just stand just stand just stand if you could keep keep it in your mind whatever took your place chapter 1 verses 6 and 7 that's all I'm reading so when they had come together they asked him Lord will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel Acts chapter 1 verses 6 and 7 that's it I'll read the six, verse 6 again so when they had come together they asked him Lord will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel I'm going to read that one more time. Acts chapter 1, verse 6. So when they had come together, they asked him, they asked him, the disciples asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the season that the Father has fixed by his own authority. If there is a topic for this morning, the topic is stop being so controlling. Move whatever's in your way.
your neighbor and say, stop being so controlling. Look at your neighbor and say, stop being so controlling. Type it in the screen. Whoever's looking on, say, stop. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that this morning. Stop being so controlling. Look at somebody. Look at your shoes. If you got to look at your own shoes, look at your own shoes. Say, stop being so controlling. I ain't trying to mess with wives and husbands. I'm not trying to do that. I ain't trying to get you upset when you get home. I'm just trying to look at somebody. Type it in the screen if you can. Get on Facebook on your own phone in the sanctuary. Whatever you need. Type it in. Confirm the word of the Lord. Confirm the word of the Lord and say, stop being. I said, stop being so controlling. I ain't here at church. Stop being so controlling. All right, let's do some work. For the last five weeks, for the last five weeks we've been, and this week being week six, we have been discussing what it means to be prepared to be the sent ones of God. Amen? For the last five weeks, we've been in a series called Go. And we've been talking up to this point, this being the last point, point of, about how what it looks like to be prepared to be the sent ones of God. The next four weeks are going to be talking about where God sends us. Are y'all with me? But over the last six weeks, this week being week number six, we've been talking about what it looks like to be the prepared to be the sent ones of God. Followers who follow God into deep waters. Followers that deny ourselves, take up our crosses, and go after God with all of our might. Somebody say, all of my might. <laughs> Hallelujah. I might feel like preaching even though I didn't when I came here. Followers who pursue God <laughs> and God's agenda with reckless abandon. First, we explain the reason for global mission. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus says to his disciples, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Y'all can take notes, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. This is the beginning. It's the reason for global mission. Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Can I pause right there and say, if there's a baby screaming, if there's a baby crying, just get used to it. Amen? Don't get distracted by it. Don't get used to it. Get used to it because God is bringing new growth to the church. Say amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. Don't get mad at it. Get used to it. Don't send nobody out of this room. Get used to it. Get comfortable. Baby, if you need to come on up here, come on up here. I'll hold you while I preach. I did it with mine. I'll do it with yours. Don't, don't play with my emotions now. Don't play with my emotions. Stop, David. First, we explain the reason for global mission. The reason for global mission is God said go. The reason for global mission is God said go. But then... The next week, we talked about before we, um, before we spoke, he had to remind us before we went that not everybody will believe. Verse 16 and 17 of Matthew 28 says, Now the 11 disciples, there were 11 disciples because one committed suicide because he had betrayed Jesus. Don't gloss over it. One committed suicide, took his own life because he didn't think he was worthy enough to keep following after he had betrayed. Mm, let's go, let's go, let's go. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But 
some doubted. Not everybody that you go to, not everybody that you worship with is going to believe what you believe. But you still have to go. Amen? Then God reminded us that not everyone, not, not everyone will believe. And then we moved into Acts chapter 1, and that's where we've been for the last four weeks, where we were reminded that as the sent ones of God, we have to have had experience with Jesus before we go and are sent by Jesus. Why? Because you can't give a world what they need if you've never received it yourself. Can't give people. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many infallible proofs. And that's King James language. I know in ESV it just says many proofs. But I like the King James language because it says many infallible proofs. Proofs that literally could not be denied. They were infallible proofs. Appearing to them 40 days, for 40 days, and speaking about the kingdom of God. You have to be with Jesus in order to give others what you have already received. And then, last week, we chatted just a little bit about the fact that there is a difference between salvation and sanctification. Y'all were here? We chatted a little bit about the difference between salvation and sanctification. It's great to be saved and to have a promise of freedom and forgiveness in heaven. But what about here? What are you doing with your life right here? What are you doing with the life that God gave you right now? God reminded us that there is more if you want it. You just have to go after it. Not by being so active that you keep moving, but wait right here. <laughs> wait right here. And that brings us to our final installment of the preparation of our going. It brings us to our final installment of being a prepared people for a prepared place in the kingdom of God. And that is a reminder from Jesus to stop being so controlling. Once the disciples knew that they were where they were supposed to be, doing what they were supposed to be doing with the people that they were supposed to be doing it with, they seemed to have decided that it was now more important for them to know everything that their leader knew. Jesus was leaving the scene. He told them that. And it was time in this moment for his departure. This is called the ascension. If you look in your Bible and you're reading these verses, it's called the ascension. It's when Jesus goes back up into heaven and he leaves the disciples, but he, does, he says, wait here and I promise you that I'm going to send you a gift that you have never yet received. And in that moment, the disciples decide that it was more important for them to maintain relationship with Jesus than it was. It was more important for them to know what Jesus knew than it was for maintaining to maintain a relationship with the one that they knew. It was more important for them to have knowledge, which they thought gave Jesus his power than it was for them to have an experience with God, the same experience that Jesus did that was actually the reason why he had his power. Up to this point, they were just happy being in the presence of Jesus, the powerful one. They were happy being in church. They were happy just being around miracles, being in a place where lives were changed and people were transformed by the power of God. But now the baton was being passed to them. And they got scared 
because they thought the power of God was in what Jesus knew of God when in all actuality the power of God came from the time that Jesus spent with the Father. Power that Jesus had was not because he had knowledge from reading scripture. Jesus stole away after he performed miracles. Why are you yelling? After he performed miracles, after he shared all these signs and wonders, after he did all of these things to show himself as the one, the sent one of God, he then stole away to get recharged in the presence of the Father. They thought it was what he knew. They thought it was how he answered the questions of the Pharisees. They thought it was how he described scripture. They thought it was how he opened up the word with such power and conviction and authority. But he would never be able to do that if he didn't spend time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> stop, stop. He would never be able to do that if he didn't spend time with the Father. If he didn't get recharged in the presence of the King, he would not have understanding of the word. Oh, my Jesus. Stop, David. Woo, he would never be able to explain the word to us like he did. If God didn't explain it to him, the earthly Jesus, the way that it needed to be explained. And as we walk in life in these earthly bodies, it is not the fact that God has given us knowledge that will change the world. No, what changes the world is that you have been. You have been with Jesus. And all the world can see it. My best friend's dad shared with me, I call him Beaver Falls Daddy, shared with me this quote, hallelujah. Who I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> I want to walk with him. I want to talk with him. I want to walk like him. I want to talk like him. The thing that changes us is not the knowledge that we have. The thing that changes us is that our hearts break for the thing that breaks God's heart. The thing, <laughs> thing that changes us is that our hearts are melted like wax in his presence. Stop, David. <laughs> My Lord. Mm. My best friend's dad shared this quote from Abraham Lincoln with me when I was in college, and he said, it's better to remain silent and be thought a fool than open up your mouth and speak and remove all doubt. But the disciples thought, <laughs> he was talking to me, <laughs> I was talking too much. The disciples thought, <laughs> the disciples wanted to be the ones with the answers like Jesus was the one with the answers. The ones that, they, that were wise in their own eyes, that's who they wanted to be. They wanted to be the ones that didn't have to depend on Holy Spirit power because they wanted to know that they could do it all by themselves. But tell somebody that I can't do this on my own. <laughs> I can't do this on my own. I don't want to be the smartest one in the room. I want to be the most dependent one in the room. 
I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be the one that's most committed to my relationship with God. That's who I want to be. And so when they ask the question of Jesus that could lead them down the path of trusting their own minds more than trusting their leadership, say amen somebody, they were quickly shut down by the master. He says to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father himself has fixed by his own authority. It's Acts chapter 1, verse 7. They ask, and I paraphrase, Lord, you said you were coming back. And you said that you were coming back to restore the kingdom of Israel to us. Now you're leaving. Where's the kingdom? <laughs> now you're going. Where's the kingdom? When will that be? They asked a question that everyone else wanted an answer to. But Jesus said, if you want answers like that, the only way you're going to get those kinds of answers is if you develop a relationship with the Father like I have developed a relationship with the Father. See, saints, real revelation and truth doesn't come from intellect. It comes from the Father. It doesn't come from time with sages of the ages and it does not come from people who had served for generation upon generation in the same position that they continue to serve in Be hallelujah doesn't come that way it comes from time spent with the father and i know election season is upon us not just in our world but also in our church and I believe today, today marks a day where we are a hundred days away. Pray for me, church. We are a hundred days away from a general midterm election cycle for our country. If you're not registered to vote, we have been talking about how to make sure everybody here is registered to vote so that your voice can be heard and we can respond to the ills of our nation by casting our vote. Election season is upon us, and we don't want to vote with our own intellect. We want to vote with the mind of Christ. Say amen, somebody. Are we here? We want to vote with the mind of Christ. But on top of that, we are in a place in our church's history where we will be voting on leaders to help us walk into this next season that God has defined for us for the first time in a long time. Everything just got real flat, didn't it? Oh, we bless him. <laughs> Elections have been canceled or postponed for years because of a lack of pastoral leadership and then because of a global pandemic. And I'm grateful to God. Deacon Nix, can you stand up for me? I'm grateful to God. I'll take my time so you can get up real slow. Go ahead on, good brother. Go on, good brother. <laughs> if Trustee Monique was here, <laughs> you're going to let us know you're here, ain't <laughs> Uh, I would trust Monique was here. I would have her stand as well. I am grateful to God that we have had leaders. We have been blessed as a congregation to have leaders that have led this church well through, through dearths of leadership. There has not been a pastor for years, saints. And we have been in a pandemic for years. Reverend Pyfram, stand up for me. Minister D, stand up for me. Minister Lingham, stand up for me. We have had leaders in this Lord's church. 
who have served this congregation well. Redeemer has and Redeemer will stand the test of time because God has been faithful to us. But it's a new season. Say amen, somebody. It's a new day. And I believe, God, that every one of these leaders will be the ones that God has called into this next season. But what if not? What if not? Are you prepared because you've been with the Father? Like they've been with the Father? Or are you depending on someone else's relationship to get you to Jesus? Help us. Help us. Are you depending on someone else's relationship with the Father to get you to the Father? Because you have no relationship with the Father. You've been reading, but you've been reading us, not the Word. You've been reading people. You've not been reading the word. You've been looking at other people. The disciples got so caught up looking at Jesus that they stopped looking to the Father. Stop looking. They stopped running to the Father. The one that Jesus was pointing them to. They stopped running to the Father. And Jesus said when it was time for him to go, they got confused about what gave Jesus power. They thought it was his mind, but really it was his heart. They didn't yet develop a heart for God. So they were lost in the moment of transition. They were lost in the moment of transition, and Jesus had to say, it's not for you to know with your mind what God wants to do. It's for you to follow step by step, moment by moment, day by day, earnestly following, not after the hand of God, but after the heart of God. Whew. Hallelujah. Thank you for praying for me. I appreciate y'all. The disciples wanted knowledge, but Jesus was leading them into relationship with God. The things, this thing called relationship with God is not like Burger King, y'all. The thing that's called relationship with God is not like Burger King. You don't get it your way right away here. It's not like Wawa where you go and get a stand in front of a screen and you get a made-to-order sandwich. It's not how this works. And if it is like that for you, I will offer it's like that because you've manipulated the outcome. You have manipulated your own outcome. And you have done so so that you can have power and control. But the Lord is saying, stop being so controlling. Stop being so controlling. Stop being so controlling. You need control, but God is saying, let go and let God. God is saying, God wants you to know that some things, while trusting, you have to know that God has trusted you to walk into a place because he's learned that you can trust him to walk into your new place. Knowledge will get you acclaim, but relationship with God will keep you humble. 
Knowledge will help you lead, but relationship with God will give you the heart of the leader that you've been called to follow. I'm going to say that again. Knowledge will help you lead, but relationship with the Father will give you the heart of the leader that you have been called to follow. Knowledge will benefit your mind. What relationship with God will benefit your soul. You'll sleep better at night when you're in relationship with God. You'll love better when you're in relationship with God. You'll serve God's people better when you're in relationship with God. But if you are striving for power, I guarantee you'll get it. <laughs> and you'll enjoy it too. And you will have exactly what you want. But you'll miss everything God has for you. You will miss everything God has for you. You will miss the joys of swimming with reckless abandon in the power and the might of Jesus. You will miss being led by the Savior into things that you could never imagine for you. You will miss all that God has for you because you are being so controlled. Look at your neighbor say, stop being so controlling. Stop being so controlling. You can control your relationship with Jesus if you want, but you're going to miss what God has for stop being. So con you can control the outcome if you want, but you're going to miss what God stop being. Hallelujah. So controlling. Hallelujah. <laughs> the disciples asked Jesus to tell them what would make them look good in the eyes of men. And Jesus asked the disciples to go after what, make, what would make them look good in the eyes of the creator God. And as I think about this, I think about us. I think about how often we have sought answers to questions, struggles, trials of life, issues that we face so that we would have wise words to convince others how right we were. <laughs> when in fact, while chasing that knowledge, we were running in the opposite direction of the heart of God. While chasing the knowledge, we were running in the opposite direction of the heart of God. Knowledge is a byproduct a secondary benefit of our relationship with the king. But the way that we get the knowledge that God has for us is if we seek ye first. Kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. Come on, church. And all of these things, what are these things? All the knowledge God has for you, all the wealth God has for you, all the benefits, all of the safety, all of the restoration that God has for you. You're going after all of the byproducts when you've lost sight of the prime product of your relationship, which is your relationship with God. You've sought the things, the hand of God, but you've lost sight of the heart of God. And when we seek the kingdom... The love that comes from reconciled relationship with the Father. We began seeking to win. And winning is the furthest things from God's heart. God wants the body of believers. Us, we, God wants us as a body of believers. Undivided. Undivided. Hmm, did y'all hear me? God wants us as a body of believers. Undivided. Fully reconciled. Pursuing one thing. One thing have I desired of the Lord. <laughs> one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. Y'all want power, I want to dwell. 
Oh my, I want to dwell. Well, y'all want power, y'all want conviction, y'all want authority, y'all want what you want, but I want to dwell in his house forever <laughs> to behold the beauty of the Lord <laughs> and to inquire. Yeah, my God, in his temple, for in the time of my trouble, God said he going to hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle. See, if you go after the knowledge, you'll miss the secrets. But in the secret of his tabernacle, when you dwell with him in relationship, he'll give you all the knowledge that you need. In the, hallelujah. In the secret of his tabernacle, he'll hide you and he will set you up upon a rock and now your hand shall be lifted up you go after power if you want to you go on after control if you want to but you're gonna miss all the secrets god has for you you go after power if you want to go after control if you want to but you're gonna miss relationship with god you go after power hallelujah if you want to but i want jesus i'll tell you you can have this whole world can have this whole world. I'm going to take Jesus for mine. You can have it all. I'm going to take Jesus for mine. The one that will rock me when I can hear mine. Take him. I'm going to 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 seek him. I don't care nothing about you. I'm going to seek him. I don't want this power that can go away at a moment's notice. Y'all voted me in. You can vote me out tomorrow. I'm going to take Jesus for mine. Hallelujah. Him I move. In him I live. In him I have my very being. He is the one. Hallelujah. That I can depend on. Wonderful. Jesus we bless Holy God of Israel, your holy name. All I can say is while y'all been seeking for power, I've been seeking for Jesus. And through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in my God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. I thank him for the mountains. Hallelujah. And I thank him for the valleys. I thank him for the storms that he's brought me through. For if I'd never had a problem... I wouldn't know God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in my God. Hallelujah. We going somewhere, church. The Holy Ghost is here right now. Holy Ghost is here right now. If you're ready, let's go. Holy Ghost is here right now. If you start seeking him, he'll give you everything you need. Watch and see. Watch and see. Y'all going after other things. Other things. Whatever your other thing is, you've been following after other things. But I need you to remove whatever is in God's way. Whatever took its place, move it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And for this, we give our God all the praise. Sit down somewhere. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Wonderful is his name. 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 name. Just look at somebody or look at Jesus. I don't care how you need to look, but say it. Declare it in this atmosphere. I'll take Jesus for mine. I'll tell you, you can have this whole world. 
I'm going to take Jesus for mine. You can have everything that the enemy has offered me. Power and control, money and prestige. But I'm going to take Jesus for mine. I'm going to take Jesus for mine. I don't care how much power you offer me. It ain't going to take me out of my relationship with I'm going to take Jesus. I'm going to take Jesus for mine. You see, see, control, control, control. Control is the breeding ground for offense. I'm done preaching. I'm done preaching. I'm done preaching. I'm done preaching. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Woo. I'm going to take Jesus for mine. <laughs> All right, that's enough, David. The control. Control is the breeding ground for offense. You hear? Control. The doors of the church are open. Come on, deacons. The doors of the church are open. <clears throat> control is the breeding ground for offense. Why do I say that? <clears throat> control is the breeding ground for offense because when you look at other people and you need to control them, <clears throat> what you're doing is treating that person as an object for your own personal gain as opposed to the created being of God. Are y'all listening? If you need control, the doors of this church are open, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need control, that control is saying, I want you for my own personal gain. And some of us have treated God that way for a very long time. Some of us have treated God that way for a very long time. We said yes to Jesus, but we said yes to Jesus because we wanted our own outcome. We didn't say yes to relationship with God for reckless abandon purposes. We said yes to relationship with God because we wanted God to do what we wanted God to do for us. We wanted power. We wanted prestige. We wanted the things that the world said that Jesus would give to us. We wanted the heretical preaching of this prosperity gospel. So we said yes to God so that we could get power. But God says, will you still follow me if you don't get power? Will you still follow me if you don't get prestige? Will you still follow me if you have nothing? Will you let that nothing not separate you <laughs> from his love? Will you, will you, will you? The doors of this church are open. Some of you are going to respond. You've never accepted Jesus Christ for, as your personal savior because you don't see how God will benefit you. You don't see what's in it for you. Jesus is all the world to me. And Jesus is all that you need to be your benefit. Amen, somebody. You would just put your hand in God's hand. He will allow for you to walk with him and talk with him, and he will teach you and lead you and guide you into all truth. If there is one that's in this room that can that is willing to just come forward and say, you know what, I want to be saved today. I want to relinquish my power. I want to relinquish the control that I've had on my life to get my own outcome. And I want to put my hand in God's hand. It's now is the time and today is the day. Some of you have walked away from God. If you're on the screen, I apologize. If you're on the screen and watching us virtually, I just need you to say it's me. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, now is your time. And today is your day. God has pricked your heart. And he's asked you to come now, 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 now.
now. Now all you got to do is put a thumbs up in there or say it's me, and we're going to look back. We're going to watch, and we're going to make sure that we respond to you coming forward. Amen? There's someone who needs to come back to God. You said yes to God long ago, but there is a whole lot of blockage between the flow of the anointing. Your soul and your Savior are separate. Come back to relationship with the King. Now is your time, and today is your day. And if anybody doesn't have a church home and you need a church home, just say Redeemer is a great place to call home. Amen, somebody? Just come now. If you need a home, church home, if you want to become a member of this body of believers who are earnestly seeking the heart of God, not the hand of God, that needs somebody right there. <laughs> We're seeking the heart of God, not the hand of the same. Just come now. We offer Christ to you, oh my brother.